0: Open your Bibles to Luke 17, and I want to preach tonight about, it always amazes me as the offering goes forth, and things are said, and things are prayed about, how the Holy Spirit works, amen, I I pray always, and and ask God to help me preach a message for what we need tonight, and I know that I can fail on that, I can miss God, I'm human, but I always try my best to hear His voice, and sometimes that means working on something. And then he changes it later and says, do this. And uh, he's always changing around. And then I start to see and hear things happen. And I go, thank God I heard you, Lord. I actually was going to have tonight uh, some, some testimonies. And I know there's some testimonies here. I know some people ha- have got some. How many know we always need to have a testimony ready? At all times. There's always something we can thank God for. But I'm not going to have the testimony service. We had a great one at the offering. But I want to talk tonight about thankfulness. Being thankful. I want to give you, I think this would probably be a nugget or a key to the kingdom of our walk with God is thankfulness. Amen. So if you're taking notes tonight, uh, I want to talk about that. I want to look in the story of the lepers in Luke chapter 17, verse 11. It says, it happened as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered a certain village, there met him 10 men who were lepers Remember that number, 10 men who were lepers, who stood afar off. They lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. So when he saw them, he said to them, go show yourselves to the priests. And so it was that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. I want you to stop right there for a second. I want everybody, I know you probably have your notes out and everything, but just stand one more time tonight. And Before we continue reading, I want us to give God thanks. I want you just to lift your hands and lift your voices, and I just want you to begin to thank God. Amen? All over this place as a a body, let's just thank the Lord. Father, we thank you tonight for who you are. God, we thank you for your presence in this place. God, we thank you for a building to be able to have church in tonight. God, we thank you for our salvation. We thank you that our names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. We thank you for a church, God, that believes in the Word, and your Word is yes and amen tonight, Father. Lord, we thank you tonight, God, that you are so good, and your mercy endures forever. And Lord, we can say tonight, look what the Lord has done in my life, Father. And Lord, we just praise you and worship you and thank you tonight for a time of worship and a time of praise. And God, as we begin to worship you right now and begin to thank you, Lord, we know that a spirit of thankfulness is filling this place. And that, Lord, your word is going to come forth in power tonight, God. And Lord, nobody is going to leave this place the same way they walked in tonight, I pray. Satan, you are defeated and you are bound and you are under our feet tonight by the power Power of the blood of Jesus and the cross of Calvary, Father. And we thank you for your power. And we thank you for your grace. And we give you glory tonight. And we give you honor tonight, Father, for great is your faithfulness tonight, God. Have your way in this house, Lord. Lord, on this Wednesday night, fill us up, God, and give us a new touch tonight, God. And we give you the glory and the honor and the praise in Jesus' name, amen. Everybody said? Amen. You can be seated again. Let's give the Lord one more hand as as we're seated. Amen. Thankfulness is the is a key. It's a nugget to make it in God. We're seeing a story here tonight. It does not matter where you are right now. You could be way up or you could be way down. You could be in the middle. You can be in a situation of health, you could be sick. You could have some money in the bank. You could be negative in your account. It does not matter what your... Cir- I love what Pastor Andrew said. I love when the Holy Spirit is speaking every, or every step. He said, your circumstances do not affect your giving. How many can get that tonight? We don't give our tithes and our offerings off of our circumstances. We give out of obedience. And God's word and his power and his faithfulness changes our circumstances. Amen. And so we can understand that doesn't matter where we're at tonight, we serve a God that is unlimited. And He, in any moment, as Paul and Brenda saw today, in any moment can turn a situation around. In any second, He can turn it around, amen? Because He's keeping good books. He's watching our hearts. He's looking at what we do. He's looking at how we're living and he's watching. And I'm telling you, this is a key. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to say this clear as I can tonight. If you want a breakthrough or a miracle in your life tonight, get this. Be thankful. Walk in a spirit of thankfulness. And you might say, well, you don't know what I'm going through. All the time, at any moment, that's why when we say, how many have a need, there's never going to be a time that somebody doesn't lift their hand. Because I don't know about you, even if I don't have a need, I have a need. And my need is more of God, more of His Spirit, more of His power. There's always going to be a need. Somebody in here is going to walk in sick. Somebody in here is going to walk in having a bad day at work. Somebody's going to walk in having marital problems. Somebody's going to walk in facing something. Why? Because we live in a life. We live in a world of problems, and that is so why God ordains us to meet on a Wednesday night and not be at home watching desperate housewives, amen. We're here tonight to give God glory and to hear His Word because it's Wednesday night and we love Him, and He's got a word for us. Can you say amen? So we can come in tonight with a thankfulness. It doesn't matter if, we, if they sang the songs we wanted them to sing. It doesn't matter if the the air is as cold as we want it to be, and that's me, amen. It doesn't matter what the service goes like. I'm going to leave blessed tonight because I came with a spirit of thankfulness. You can be blessed every service. If you come with the right attitude and the right heart, it doesn't matter what songs are saying. It doesn't matter what message is preached. You're going to walk out of here going, man, that was an awesome service because I came thankful. I'm thankful for what I have. Let's read this story again and continue where we were. If you know the story, I, I, I want you to understand, this is so powerful for us tonight because 10 men had leprosy. And today in our day and age, we could re- most easily probably relate that to AIDS. There may be some other things, but I, when you look at the AIDS epidemic, it, it's an isolation thing. People, and it's not, they're not as afraid now, but how many remember when AIDS first was... Was, really came on the scene, and people began to talk about it, nobody wanted to go within 100 feet of somebody who had AIDS because they were afraid that saliva or blood or something could get them to contract that, that disease, and it was a killer. You, you get AIDS, you're dead. Today, medicine has overcome that in a great way, and that can at least prolong it. And I'll never forget, I remember way back in high school, because when, when, I'm a sports person, when Magic Johnson got got HIV. They thought he was going to be dead the next year. He's still alive. He's actually quite healthy because they found pills. And the whole idea is to keep it from going from HIV to full-blown AIDS. I think there was a singer, uh, Bon Jovi, I remember in high school, also got it. And he th- we thought he was going to be dead. He's still alive. But today you could relate AIDS to leprosy where there's an isolation of people say, Hey, that person's they're, they're sick. They're, they're, stay away from them. And these people were the most outcast. Now, today we don't have to relate it just to sickness. It could be your circumstances. It could be your finances. It could be all kinds of things. Whatever would isolate you and move you away from people where you feel. And how many know you don't have to have leprosy to feel like a leper? Somebody can say amen to that. You don't have to be a leper to feel like a leper. It means you're isolated. It means you're pushed aside. And that might be your situation tonight. You might feel like I'm, I'm an outcast. I don't, I don't fit in. I don't, I'm not like everybody else. or Everybody else isn't like me. And these 10 men had a need. I know right there that relates to everybody. So I said at the prayer time, when we say how many have a need, it's not that we're showing off that we have a need. It's just that we always have needs because we're needy people. We're needy people. So these 10 men had a serious need. And they knew that Jesus was the answer. And I love how they said, Lord Jesus, Master. And they called on Him. And they begged Him for mercy. Amen. And they said, please heal us. Have mercy on us. And let's continue off where we picked where, pick up where we left off. Look at verse 15 again. And one of them. How many know one out of ten is not very good? No. When he saw that when he was healed returned and with a loud voice glorified God fell at his feet face on his face at his feet giving him thanks and he was a samaritan which you know was even more of an outcast so a samaritan on top of a leper it was the worst of the worst so Jesus answered and watch what he says he didn't just address the guy and say hey I'm glad you came back. He made a statement and he said, Where are the others? Were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? Where are the nine? I mean, no, oh, Jesus doesn't waste his breath. Right. Where are the nine? Were there not any found who returned to give God glory to God? Watch this. Except this foreigner. And he said to him, Arise and go your way. Your faith has made you well. You know what that means? That means that the miracle and the healing is attached to your thankfulness. Pay attention to this. If you don't walk in thankfulness, you will not walk in God's miracles. If you don't have an attitude and a spirit of thanksgiving, you will see miracles... Watch this, you will see miracles, because God is so amazing, and so graceful, and so merciful. You will see miracles, but you will not keep them. How many would like to keep the miracles God gives you? Not just experience them. And if you've been around God for any amount of time, you have seen people see miracles happen to them, You've seen miracles, you've seen miracles happen to other people, and you watch their lives, and you see if they stay and remain in the miracle, or if the miracle goes away, and you can be sure if that miracle goes away, it's because they were not thankful. How do I know that? Well, it's real easy, we're seeing it in the story. He says ten people were healed, so out of God's grace, he healed them all. Just like he wants everybody to be saved, He wants everybody to be blessed. He wants everybody to be happy. He wants everybody to walk in victory. How many know there's not anybody that God does not want to be victorious? There's not anybody that God wants to be sick. Nobody. He wants everybody to be good. And so he heals all of them. And how many know that God knew those other nine were not going to come back? He didn't choose that they would not come back, but he knew. What a, do you realize how graceful God is and how merciful he is? That even knowing, I mean, think about this. Put yourself in those shoes. Have you ever blessed somebody or helped somebody with something? And when you did it, you knew they were going to spoil it. They were going to ruin it. They were not going to give it back. They were not going to be thankful. Come I see some heads nodding. You knew it, but you still did it. Because you get to a place where you learn that I don't give to receive. I don't give expecting something back. And the spirit of thankfulness is not trying to find what I can get. It's trying to find how I can give. That's thanksgiving. The thankfulness, the spirit of God, the key to the kingdom, walking in his grace and his mercy is saying, God, I'm going to find today a way and a thing and a situation to be thankful for. I might have all kinds of bad things happening around me. I might have all kinds of situations going south. But I choose today to be thankful for what I have and not look at what I don't have. I choose to find something to be thankful for and not look and search for that which is not to be thankful for because those will always be there. But it's an attitude that we have to have. He says, ten of you got saved. So he mercifully and gracefully healed them all. They all left and one came back. Just one out of the ten. And what does he say to them? He says very clearly. First he says, where are the other nine? Why is he asking the Samaritan that? Why is he asking the person who came back that? Sometimes you might be in a service and with the wrong attitude, you might be thinking, well, he's talking to somebody else. Watch this. God is teaching this Samaritan how to keep his miracle. God doesn't want to just heal people. He wants them to stay healed. God doesn't want to just save people. He wants them to go to heaven. God doesn't want to just bless people. He wants them to become a blessing. Amen. He wants us to multiply. And so he teaches us. He's always doing a lesson. Instead of just saying, hey, where's the other nine? Well, good for you for coming back. He teaches this man an object lesson. He says, where are the other nine? So he thinks, well, I don't know. And where are they? They should be here. Where are they? So he makes him think. And what he needs to think, too, and hopefully thought, obviously he did because he got his miracle, is he thought, man, they left and they didn't even thank God. Right. But he said, I did. I'm here. And Jesus says, I want to make sure you keep this miracle. And he says, were there not any found who returned to give God glory except this foreigner? That's kind of harsh. Right. Like I was expecting some other people to come back. What, you know, I wasn't expecting you to come back. You know, so he's he's teaching him. And he's talking to him so that he would remember what happened. And watch, he says, arise, go your way. Your faith has made you well. So it was the thanksgiving and the thankfulness when he came back that sealed the miracle. Get that. If you don't get anything else in the next few minutes, get that. That's why when I pray for somebody for healing, I thank God at the end. And I ask them to thank God. I say, thank the Lord. Just give him thanks right now. Because thanksgiving and thanking the Lord is the sealing of the miracle. Because God will heal any time, in any place, in any person. He's never sitting up there going, Oh, no, I'm not going to do that. When did you ever see Jesus not heal people? When did you ever see Jesus not extend his hand to the hurting, to the lost, to the broke, to the downtrodden? He always stuck his hand out. He always helped. But only those who thanked the Lord kept their miracle. So tonight, one of the keys is, to to, your, to walk with God, is that you stay thankful. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 6 says this. Now I want to ask before I read this, how many of you truly want to be thankful tonight? I mean, you truly want to walk in Thanksgiving. Are you thinking, it's, it's, it's June, it ain't November, what are you talking about Thanksgiving? Well, it's not a once a year thing. It's an all year thing, amen? So... I believe you tonight that you want to walk in thanksgiving, but you got to understand what First Timothy says, verse 6, chapter 6. He says, godliness with contentment is great gain. Godliness with contentment is great gain. Amen? Y'all mind if I grab this fan and put it on me? Even though you guys got yours. I'm going to grab this real quick. God to love summer. All you that love summer, God bless you. At least it's not Phoenix. I don't know. I might rather have Phoenix. I've been to Tucson. Dry heat's better. But I love Texas. Godliness with contentment is great gain. Now watch this. This is the key. Godliness with contentment is great gain. Somebody could say, well, what what happened to you? And they say, life happened to me life or man this life and that means their personal situation life happened every day you wake up life happens every every day doesn't always go like you want it to go but please get this i'm telling you this will change your life tonight godliness with contentment is great gain that means that my, my, my faith, my love, my joy, my compassion for God, my passion for God, my peace, my happiness has absolutely zero to do with my circumstances. Please get this tonight. Zero. Nothing. Nada. Amen. Nothing. It means you. It means Man, I had an awesome day. Everything went exactly like I planned and exactly like I wanted it. Thank you, Lord. And then the next day, nothing went like I planned. Nothing went right. Some of you might have had that day. Nothing, nothing. One thing after another was horrible. But at the end of the day, thank you, Lord, for this great day because I'm still alive. Amen. My faith does not waver with my situation or what I'm going through. I'm still happy because godliness is content, contentment, is, with, with contentment is great gain. That means I love the Lord with much. I love the Lord with little. I realize, watch this, verse 7, the next verse, for we brought nothing into the world, we can certainly take nothing out. So if I've got money in the bank, well, I'm happy if I got negative in the bank. I'm still happy because Jesus is still alive and his sal- my salvation is not affected at all by the circumstances on this earth. Oh, you come on, man. Are you serious? Are you as happy and when the bank's negative as you are when there's money there? Well, in my flesh, no. But it's ain't about flesh. This is about spirit. This is about your spirit overcoming your flesh. And you're realizing that we are spirit and this spirit's going to live forever. And whatever we're going through right now is just a small trial compared to the great glory that's coming when we get to heaven. So we can have godliness with contentment and know that that is great gain. Go to Philippians chapter 4 real quick. Philippians chapter 4. I'm going to run through this real quick verse. Say amen when you get there. Philippians chapter 4. You there? Now, if I say verse 13 and I read this, you all know this verse. Just say it out. for What's Philippians 4.13? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me or gives me strength. Right? Everybody knows that verse. That's an easy one. That's one of the first ones anybody memorizes if they're memorizing verses. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, who gives me strength. That's an awesome verse. We should live by that. But we don't realize that there's a couple of verses before that that really help you understand that and live that. Verse eleven. Not that I res- that I speak in respect of want. Watch this. For I have learned, in whatever state I am, I am content. See, we read that triumphant verse at 13, and we say, I can do all things through Christ restraining me. But he said that with this attitude that no matter what state I'm in, no matter what my bank account says, no matter how my body feels, no matter how my wife is treating me, no matter how my kids are acting, no matter what is going on, I'm above those things because I have a spirit of thankfulness. And some of y'all don't want to get that, but you can. You can get above the circumstances. It's an attitude. It's, 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 not, it's, not a, it's not a, you know, I guess you could call it mind over matter. But it's having the faith to know that these things we face are super small. In the grand scheme of things. Read on. For I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. Watch this. I know both how to have nothing and I know what it is to have everything. I have learned the secret. See, this is the key. I have learned the secret of living in every situation. Whether with a full stomach or empty. With plenty or a little. Then he says, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. Amen. Now I'm going to give you three things here at the end that you can walk away with but I want to tell a quick story how many know that sometimes stories have to be told twice it's always new people coming in if you've heard this story already it'll be good for you to hear it again but I know there's some people that haven't I actually asked somebody this today and they remembered it and that makes me feel good that they remembered it but it's a powerful story and if you've heard it don't just shut me off listen to it again you might get something new but this is for somebody tonight. How many have ever heard the verse? Romans eight twenty eight? All things work together for good. Amen. How many know we can hear that verse? But we need a revelation of the Holy Spirit that it's true. Right. All things work together for good. Okay, I hear that. We say it. We're in a situation and we remind ourselves of it. But how many know if you get a revelation of it? There's, the Bible said right there, a secret, a nugget. I can hear God speak in his spirit and say, I'm in control. And I can believe him. Yeah, yeah. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. So I'm not seeing it right now. I'm in the middle of some craziness. But I, I know God's going to bring me out because he's a good God. A faithful God. He's, he's blessed me 15 billion times before. Although I forgot 14 million times. 999,999 of them I only remember the last one and that was last week so you know come on, be honest oh we're good at forgetting what God has done I heard people, and I've been there too been in a situation, oh I just don't know how God's going to do this I just don't know if he's going to do it I don't know if God can, God I don't know we say all these things I know God wants to slap us sometimes. I know he does. I know he loves us, but like a parent to a child, he just wants to whoop us sometimes and say, are you serious? You already forgot what I just did for you last week? Because we so quickly forget when the new situation comes along. So quick. So there was a man that said that verse so much that they called him all things. Some of y'all are going to remember this story. But somebody needs it tonight. Every time something... He was known in the church. They didn't even call him by his name. They called him all things. Because every time something happened, something bad, you know, he was conversating with someone in the church. That person would say something. They Oh, I'm going through this. And he'd say, all things work together for good. Those who are calling according to his purpose. And he'd quote that verse. And so he did it so much that the people call them all things hey all things I mean every time over and over you have to say something a lot to get that get that you know reputation so one day he's at work just a common person at work and he's using a table saw to cut some wood and that you know what happened took off two fingers And for some reason, all things work together for good until it's you. Right? Right? It's so easy to tell somebody else, hey, all things work together for good. But when it becomes you, then it's not so easy to say all things work together for good. So he, he showed up at church a couple weeks later. He didn't go right back. And he sat in the back, arms crossed, mad, bandaged up fingers, got two of them gone, mad, just mad. And that went on for a while. And anytime someone would come up to him and say, hey, all things, remember what you said? He wasn't hearing it. Not for me. I mean, he got bitter, bad bitter. And this went on and on. Listen, this went on and on until he actually left the church and stopped coming. I have seen over and over and over a thousand times this happen. I've seen it personally. You can see it coming. You see somebody who comes in, gets saved. God begins to do thing after thing after thing after thing. Miracle after miracle after miracle. And you can almost sometimes go, wow, man, they sure are getting blessed. They sure are growing, man. They sure are having a lot of good stuff happen to them. And God does it by grace, just like he did with the ten lepers. Mercy. Blessed, because he's, he's giving to you on credit. He's giving them blessings on credit. Believing that you're going to thank him. Yes. Not just once. Watch this, not just once. How I many know oh, God doesn't just want thanks for the last miracle? He wants thanks for your life. Amen. Not just once, not just twice, but every day, all day, until he comes back. Yes. Isn't that what we should? Have the attitude tonight that I'm going to be thankful until Jesus comes back. Yes. I'm not going to stop being thankful, but I've seen it over. We've seen it. Over and over, everybody in here seeing somebody, God do this, and then something happens to them. Never see them again. Who knows where they're at? Gone. So this guy was gone. Well, he worked for this company, and his company got moved overseas to Africa. It's a true story. He's over in Africa working in a foreign country. And I know this firsthand. Some kidnapping began to go on. I remember we were in Costa Rica. Kidnapping started happening in Costa Rica. You talk about scared. Kidnapping started. It's gone the news. Kids are getting kidnapped. We work with kids. Anytime you're an American in another country, it's super dangerous, anyways. But not only were they kidnapping kids, watch this, they were kidnapping blonde kids. Both my kids were blonde. Fear, scary. I mean, we we stopped going to the mall for a while. I mean, kids were disappearing. And I know there's some young kids that were killing those kids and selling their organs on the black market. That that was happening. So it happens all over. Kidnappings going on in this country. And this guy gets kidnapped. This guy who's all things. He gets kidnapped by this group, by this tribe. And they take him off and they are going to kill him. They're going to sacrifice him to their gods. That still happens today too. And they got this guy and they are tied. They got him tied up and they're about to sac- kill him and sacrifice him to their gods. They got, you know, all the rituals happening, all the people dressed in their clothes. You've seen movies. They're dancing around. They're doing all kinds of crazy stuff. And all of a sudden, people start freaking out and they run over to him and they let him go and they basically run him out. And he runs away and he gets off. And he comes to find out later that that night, when they were going to say, day or night, whenever they were going to sacrifice him, they were going to kill him. Somebody in their tribe noticed that he was missing two fingers. And if they would have sacrificed him missing two fingers, their gods would have destroyed all of them because they had to have a perfect sacrifice. They couldn't be missing any limbs. And so, this man who was bitter for years because he had lost his fingers in an accident. Those two fingers that he lost saved his life years later on the foreign field. You need to understand that something you're going through right now, now, is, is when that does happen, you can have an assurance in your heart that this is working for my good. That God is on the throne. That he has everything in control. That nothing happens without God being in control of it. If you are a child of the king tonight, you can be sure that he knows how many hairs are on your head. He can be sure that he knows how much money is or is not in your bank account. He, can, You can be sure he knows how many cells in your body are infected or not. He knows everything about you and everything that happens is for a reason and all things do work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. Amen? And if you'll just be thankful for it and say, God God, I don't understand this right now, but I know down the road this is going to make sense. God will show it to you later. Has anybody in here seen that happen in your life? Have you watch this? Have you stayed saved long enough to see it happen? That that is the thing that I can say out of experience for myself that I've seen God over and over again as I, go, as I go along and I look back, I say, I didn't understand it at the time. That didn't make any sense at the time, but now I say, God, I see what you were doing, but if you don't wait long enough, if you don't stay in the race long enough to see it fulfilled, you'll never know because God is not a God that works like us. He's not, on a, he's not on a microwave time frame. He's on a slow cooker. Amen? He, he cooks slow. He does his plan slow. And he's waiting for us to be patient. That's why, praise God again. Another verse. Galatians 6, 9. If we do not faint, we will reap a harvest. All right. If you feel like you've been doing the right thing for a long time, keep on doing the right thing for a more long time. Amen. And you're going to reap a harvest. Amen. That was good English, huh? Keep on doing it right. Write these three things down real quick to end. Three things to be thankful for. You might say, well, I don't know. The message sounds all right, but I don't know what you want me to be thankful for. I'm going to give you three things that will never change, regardless of your circumstances. Ready? Number one, his mercy. You can always be thankful for his mercy. Y'all paying attention? Y'all still here? I know it's Wednesday night. It's after eight, so don't shut me off always, no matter what, you can say, thank you, God, for your mercy. But you might say, man, this situation I'm in right now is kind of tough. But guess what? His mercy says it could be tougher. This is kind of hard. Could be harder. This has been going on for a long time. If it wasn't for His mercy, it'd be longer. No, I won't go on. Y'all got me, Right. Psalms 106.1, God is good and His mercy endures forever. Number two, victory. You can always be thankful for victory. What are you talking about? I don't feel very victorious right now. Well, guess what? It's not by feelings. It's by what this book says. And this book says we win. This book says if we stay in the race, we cannot lose. 2 Corinthians 2.14 says, Watch this. Thanks be unto God who causes us always. How many love those key words? He didn't say that helps us sometimes. He says, Thanks be unto God. Now notice that first verse. Thanks be unto God who causes us always to triumph in Christ Jesus guess what? Whatever situation you're in right now, it's going to work out. How do you know? Because the Bible says that he always causes us to triumph. God is undefeated. Come on. He's undefeated. He cannot lose. It's impossible for him to fail. Amen. He cannot lose. It's impossible. There's only two things he can't do. He can't lie and he can't fail. Somebody say amen. Amen. We are going to win. We are victorious. You can be like Job with no family and sick and no money and boils on your body. And you can lift your hands and say, I am victorious because I'm just passing through. This will pass. This will pass. Number three, my salvation. I can always be thankful for my salvation. Musicians, you can come. His mercy always how many get that tonight? It could be worse. Why is it not worse? His mercy. His mercy. That's it. I don't. Th- I don't think I have any musicians, do I? Oh, there's one. All right. They're just. They're just in it, man. They're just being thankful. His victory. We are gonna win. And my salvation. God is not ever gonna take that salvation from you. The world cannot take your salvation from you. Your circumstances cannot. You need to get to a place where you just are always victorious because you know His mercy endures forever. He always triumphs, always causes me to triumph, and I cannot lose my salvation. Amen. He will hold me. He will take me to the end. Come on, let's give the Lord a big hand tonight. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you tonight for your written word. God, I pray in your name tonight, Jesus, that these wonderful people got a revelation tonight of the key of thankfulness. Oh, we'll have some days. We're gonna have some days where that thankfulness is hard to come by. But it's an attitude tonight, Jesus. And Lord, we understand that no matter what we're going through, you are in control. You are on the throne. And Lord, as we heard in that story, all things will work together for our good. Lord, if we just stay thankful. I know some people tonight needed to hear this. Maybe we all needed to hear it, Father. And Lord, I believe we can even be thankful for the bad things. We can be thankful for the lack. We can be thankful in every situation because we know that your word promises us you'll never give us more than we can handle. So if, if we're facing it, it's because you know we can handle it. That's a promise. If there's a sickness in my body that I'm battling and claiming healing over, I know it's because you know I have the faith to believe in your word, and I can be healed. If there's a circumstance in my marriage or in my family for my finances it seems insurmountable the good news is tonight it's not no weapon formed against us tonight can prosper